Has it been a while since you've had an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or even a handcrafted cocktail? Well, if so, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. On the weekends, they have the Damn Smoke, which features barbecue and fantastic steaks. In addition to those, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Damn Lanny is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester, Indiana. of your golf glove not being comfortable and durable are you tired of going through way too many golf gloves a year well folks the secret is out with circle 15 golf circle 15 golf is a brand focused on bringing two quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like you and me it's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the genesis glove the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented glove hub the first and only glove humidor on the market Find them and more details at circle15golf.com. And folks, just listen to that Velcro snap from the Genesis. Don't take my word for it. Go get one yourself and see why it is the most durable, comfortable glove on the market today. And get yourself a glove hub, ball marker, divot repair tool, Circle 15 hat while you're at it. Circle15golf.com. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Are you looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting? Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company and give them a call today at 574-210-3815 or email Barbara Von Weinsberg at barbara.vanweinsberg at proforma.com. Trust me, folks, I've been working with this company for a while. They got great products. Anything you need for your trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they got it. Any promotional products you can think of, great quality, great customer service, Give them a call today. You won't be disappointed. 574-210-3815. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. The Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give them a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Month, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, 
on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click TNJ Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tannen J-Man Show. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Tannen J-Man Show, episode 229 to be be exact. J-Man, isn't it crazy to think 229 straight weeks we've pumped out yeah. a new episode of the Tannen J-Man Show? I mean, we've been on air just... Both of us, like, I think I've only missed maybe a handful of weeks. You've missed, I think, one. I've missed two missed out two. of 229 That's right. episodes. I was sick one I remember that one. last uh, January. January. And then back in the fall of 2019, I had a golf outing mm. for work. I couldn't get back in time. but Been awfully consistent with it. Yeah, yeah, we have. I think that's, uh, we, we, we deserve a pat on the back. Give us, give us some uh, the back. donation money. <laughs> well, what you could do if you want to support the podcast and look great doing so is uh, support some Tin and J-Man Show merch. Uh, we still got a special going on. It ends tomorrow night, April 6th. But right now, if you go to our store link, which you can get to by going, uh, clicking the link in our bios on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page, click on Tin and J-Man Show store. And uh, use promo code MADNESS, all caps, M-A-D-N-E-S-S, and you'll get 20% off select items. But, of course, even after the promo code's done, uh, all of our stuff's pretty well inexpensive, I'd say. Get some merch. So, and, I, and we, we hear good reviews for the most part of, of as far as quality and everything, at least I have. Yeah. So You're wearing so. a shirt right now. I am. Yeah, this is the one of the newer Tan J Man Show shirts, so. I need to get myself a short sleeve. You need a bucket shirt. It's getting warm. Maybe that'll be my next person. Definitely not getting white. I like my yeah, uh, yeah. spaghetti you too like much. You like your marinara sauce. <laughs> Ready to um, hear a trivia question. Yeah, did way. you bring some birdie and bogey with you? I did. Francisco Lindor, he of the newly signed $341 million, has hit 138 career homers in his first six Major League Baseball seasons, which is third most by a shortstop through their first six seasons in Major League Baseball history. Can you name the only other two shortstops to have done this? Like I always say, I'm glad I have the whole hour to think about this. Yes, sir. Because I think he can get a par. At the very least, you shouldn't be able to lose ground. I like your confidence in me. I don't know, though. The other guy might be a little more difficult, but... Um, I'm not good when it comes to baseball. You know, that baseball and NBA trivia trip me up quite a bit. But Those are the ones we do the most, probably. <laughs> I'm going to give them my best <laughs> shot. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Rice and Kitty Romine of Mentona, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Corn. Was that the champion? One. Over it was tomatoes. supposedly a really close race, but uh, corn prevailed as we thought it would. Did you vote? I voted for tomatoes. I, I voted for corn. Maybe I was the. I wanted to be different. Maybe I was the deciding vote. You might have been. It might have been like 50 50. And then old Tanner came in with his. Uh, with his uh, corn knowledge, because he just loved corn so much. I do like sweet corn a lot. Sweet corn, some good stuff. 
Good stuff. Get your veggies. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, they got a lot more exciting news to come here in the next few weeks and months. So. Yeah. So follow them on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't done the, done so already. As we said uh, a few seconds ago, uh, promo code MADNESS on um, the uh, Tan and J-Man show uh, store um, on uh, teespring.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the madness is not over, though. We have one more game. That one. was my segue into <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with yeah. this. It's like <laughs> I, I appreciate the double plug here for mm-hmm. the for the for the merch, but um, yeah, man, it, it was a weekend full of madness. Uh, I texted our group our group text for our friend group that after Houston got shellacked by Baylor, I'm going like this is gonna be the worst Final Four in the All history. Right. I was wrong. Yeah, um, I would put that up there. Top five, maybe NCAA tournament game ever. Let's talk. Yeah, what what other games would you say you've seen in your lifetime or watched in your lifetime that were better? Um, of course, I'm biased with the 2005 Elite Eight game. That's an all timer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Illinois coming back from 15 down with 356 left and winning. There, the thing people don't understand. I mean, 15 with. 350 left is an insane comeback. They were down eight with 52 seconds left. Uh, people don't even talk about that fact. Uh, of course, I'm biased. I didn't realize that either. With that one, um, the obviously the buzzer beater, Chris Jenkins hit against North Carolina in the national championship. I think that's got to be number one for me. I mean, that was to that was win a, a national title. Um, honestly, the Purdue Virginia game was a great college basketball game and great NCAA tournament game. You know, I'm starting to realize that more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, of what I witnessed that night. You know, the, um, last week was the two-year anniversary, and they were showing highlights on Twitter. And I watched all the highlights until uh, Jerome was about ready to shoot a free throw, and then mm-hmm. I turned it off. Yeah. be hard to stomach. It even is. two years it is. later. It is. It just – well, and like you said, a lot of people forget Illinois was down eight with 52 mm-hmm. seconds left. A lot of people forget Purdue was still up one in overtime with under a minute left. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Any other this year that you could possibly say? I can't really think of. I mean, we had the great upsets, but I don't think many of them were that great of games. ORU Florida was pretty good. Um, I just I can't think of any this year. Of course, I kind of tuned out after the round of 32. Um, the UCLA-Michigan game was supposedly a good one. I could not stomach to watch that one on Tuesday. Um the UCLA, UCLA, Michigan, yeah, that yeah. was pretty good. I thought, and, and speaking of UCLA, I mean, they should have got beat Absolutely. in the first four. Absolutely. Michigan State had them beaten down five with about a minute left. Yeah. Choked it away, but. It, it just shows that once you have something go your way like that, it can really spark you. I mean, as you said, they were on a four-game losing streak coming in. Um, they're the main reason Oregon State got into the tournament, and Oregon State ends up going to the Elite Eight. Um, and then UCLA goes to the Final Four. People crap on the Pac-12 all year. They oh, had yep. two teams in the Elite Eight, one in the Final Four. Praise the Big Ten. and Three uh, teams in the Elite Eight. Praise USC. the Big Ten and knocked the Pac-12 down all we, year long. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but I just I don't understand why the Big Ten is just not good at this tournament. Maybe it's because they have more – traditional kind of styles with the big man where you have more athletic big guys that can shoot it maybe it's unexplainable maybe it's just in their in their heads at this point yeah. um i mean somebody's gonna get over the hump eventually but it's 21 years now we thought this was going to be the year i mean we had teams coming in red hot i mean illinois won 15 to 16 coming in and they get 
knocked off by Loyola. You know, for some reason in my bowl predictions, I thought I had that the Big Ten wasn't going to have a single Final Four team in it, but I didn't. But I did have that two non-Power 5 conference teams were going to make it, and Gonzaga and Houston did. Yeah. That was a heck of a poll. Yeah. Those were kind of those, the two those I was Those were the two on. you had to have yeah. get in there. Um, my yeah. One of my bold predictions was, at that time, I said a Big Ten team would win the national title. Yeah, that was I, your first one on I there, said I believe. I said Iowa was probably the most likely yeah. to do it at that time. And then, of course, Fran McCaffrey kicked in. <laughs> they do what they do Every in year. February and March. Yep. Um, but who do you, you think is going to win tonight? Gonzaga's four-and-a-half-point favorites over Baylor? Um, I, I think it's a fitting matchup. I guess yeah. to begin with, I think these are the teams. I guess you could throw Michigan in there but for a little while, but these two teams are kind of ahead of the pack, in my opinion, all year long. First time in a while that the top two teams in the uh, AP poll coming into the year are now playing in the national championship. I've heard people say this is the most hyped national championship game since the Illinois-North Carolina um, 2005 game. At least John Rothstein has said that. Um, and how you feel like the two best teams in college basketball are playing in it at that time. Um, Gonzaga had won a million in a row by double digits. They survived that scare by UCLA. Give UCLA credit, though. They punched them back each time. It looked like Gonzaga was going to run away with it. Baylor just blew out Houston. It was, what, 40 to some, It was over at halftime. Yeah, it was a 25-point game at halftime. Which Houston hadn't played a single-digit seeded team in the tournament yet, mm-hmm. and they hadn't played played, played a top twenty-five team in God knows how long. But I still thought they were pretty elite. And yeah, um, Baylor's guards are just they're uh, they're minimum boys. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Jalen Suggs, who is probably the best pure point guard in college basketball, definitely best freshman point guard in college basketball. I'm going up against Macy Oteague and Jared Butler um, and those extremely veteran guards to see how he'll be able to handle that. Of course, he hits the biggest shot of his life, uh, banking in that um, near half quarter Mm -hmm. at the buzzer. But um, the big men, I think uh, Drew Timmy's an absolute superstar. Um, He's phenomenal. I don't think there's a guy on Baylor's roster that could potentially guard him. They have Flo Thamba, who doesn't really do much at all. He's kind of their primary big guy. Can't say that without thinking Mo Bamba. (laughs) It's impossible. (laughs) Yeah. I think he only averaged three points and three rebounds a game. Mark Vital is probably going to be on uh, Corey Kispert. Um, I I just think Gonzaga's too good. They've come this far. Team of Destiny had their moment. Um, against UCLA, and I think Gonzaga wins by – I think it'll be a single-digit ball game, though. And can they get it done? You know, we saw the Patriots team back in whatever year it was, 07 or 08, yep. get clear to the final step and then couldn't get it done against the Giants. Yep. Now can Gonzaga do it and become the first team since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers to go all the year undefeated? Now, one question I was listening to a podcast, and they were kind of going back and forth. Do you think – Say Gonzaga wins tonight and they go undefeated and win it all. Do you think people will look at it differently because of the type of season it was with halts and pauses and different things? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it should be. No, absolutely not. I mean, honestly, the team with the most pauses during the season was probably Baylor. Yeah, and they're in it. Yeah. So, it, um, it, nobody says it about Alabama college football. Nobody right, brings nobody that up at brings all. That, they, up that was a much more of a disaster of a season than mm-hmm. the college basketball season was. Uh, I mean, props to the NCAA. They, besides the VCU thing, they got through the NCAA tournament without a hiccup, really. Yeah, uh, it was just the VCU, uh, Oregon, and mm-hmm. Oregon ends up going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's the bubble worked, and it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it proved it could work in the NBA yep. when they did it, and I'm glad the NCAA did this. Um, it, it just it went on without a hitch, really. Yep. Yeah, it went on about as well as they could have hoped, and they get the two programs like I just said a few minutes ago that kind of were the two leaders of the pack all year long. So mm-hmm. it's a fitting way to end it. Should be a good one tonight. So looking forward to it, which didn't start at nine fifty seven. But 9.57? I think that's what time it starts, isn't Good it? Lord. Or is what it is the NCAA doing to us? I, I think it always starts that late, man. I could Not be wrong. Check 10 o'clock? You should double check me. I could be wrong here, but that's what time the second or the game. 9.20. Okay, that's I was off still, half an hour. That's still awful. What are you doing, Mark Emmert? Good Lord. Play it on a Saturday. Why don't why don't they play it on Saturday? It's the NCAA or man. even they a don't Sunday, care about the players. Man. They don't care about the fans. Good lord, the NCAA, or the college football championship game. Yeah, that's on till almost one o'clock in yeah. the morning. Who's going to stay up and watch that? Not me. No. I'll be. I'll probably be up and watch this one. But, uh, <laughs> I no, mean, you're right. I, I know they have to do it for West Coast, but why are they playing it on a Monday? It's always been, man. I I know, but I know. Why? I don't know why they. I don't. Why? Yeah. I don't get it. I hate it. This this kind of makes more sense to be on a Monday than college football. College football is played on Saturday That's all year point. long. Yeah, true. Um, there's no reason why. That's why I think like in the Super Bowl, I've seen some people, why can't they play on a Saturday? Well, NFL is Sunday. It's a Sunday. And that's not going to change. And they're playing at 630, though. Yes. They're done by 1030-ish. Yeah, even with commercials and yeah, everything, t- halftime 10 show. 10 o'clock, 1015, 1030. Yeah. yeah. That's a decent time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just it's uh, you're right, man. Infuriating. I've, NCAA is infuriating. This transfer portal stuff. I'm an old man. Has got me worked up. Yeah, I don't like it. It's just every year it gets worse. You see more teams or more players just enter the transfer portal because something went wrong, and and it didn't even have to go wrong. They just feel like they. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go try to play somewhere else now. It'd be impossible to coach college basketball now i'm not really on the coach's side because they're getting paid millions of dollars these guys aren't getting paid anything yes um and i i agree that i think players should be able to not have to sit out a year when they transfer because coaches can just leave whenever they want and screw their players over um but it's insane the way this transfer portal is going i mean we had more names in the transfer portal as of last week than we did last year at that time yeah i the whole I don't know, season. man. It just takes away the important decision the high school seniors make. And, I mean, it's still an important decision, thing. but now if they go and they don't like where they're at and not going to play in time, they can leave without any reper- mm-hmm. repercussions. And nobody even asked for this. The NCAA just did it so they don't have to – so they can keep pushing back what's going to inevitably happen in paying the players. They just keep pushing it back because they're trying to – anything else they can do to distract everybody from that situation. We rip on – um, Rob Manfred. Yeah. I do a lot. Mark Emmert's the worst he, commissioner yep. in all of Hands sports. Hands down. Hands down. He um, He's greedy, for one. He doesn't have the player's best interest at heart. All he cares about is how much money the NCAA makes yep. each year. It's pathetic. I'm sick of it. Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, this, yeah, the portal just – I just feel like rebuild jobs aren't rebuild jobs no. anymore. You can grab a junior or a senior instead right. of a freshman and yeah. – uh, Plug and play. I saw a tweet. It was like, well, we got transfers from NC State and Auburn today, but we lost the guy to Oregon. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's the way uh, it is. I, 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 just, I just don't. 
it's because it's going to affect both basketball and football really yep. bad. It's going to affect recruiting. Like high school kids are going to get picked over Absolutely. from these transfers. It, and we love college sports. We right. don't want to see it messed with because I don't want to be sitting here a decade from now. Oh, remember the good old days, how it used to be. And the thing college basketball, in my opinion, had going for it was it wasn't the NBA. Yes, it's turning into the NBA now. Yeah. With it, this is free agency. Yep. Um, exactly right. I said it. I think I said it last week, but. Um, a college coach of a top 15 team this year um, said he's not even recruiting high school players yep. anymore. It's all it's all transfer portal. In like college football, what if you get, you know, you're in fall camp and it's like August 30th and you're supposed to kick off your opening game the next week and your quarterback decides to dash? Yeah. Yep. Like they're going to have to put parameters on it. Hopefully they will over time. Mm. Like – Say the portal's open for one or two weeks, at, and, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, right now, there's no parameters on it. They can decide whenever. whenever. They could really screw over their teams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what. Um, I, that's that's one of my biggest gripes. Yeah. It's I just – I it kind of started when they were allowed, allowing grad transfers. Yeah. Because 10 years ago, we never even heard of grad transfer. Nope. They could be eligible right away. Yep. That was, I, I liked that. I think I thought that made sense, though. Um, but that just opened it up for this whole free-for-all, free agency. Well, heck, I remember back years ago when even the transfer, just the transfer, you had to go to a school that was offering a different major than the school you were currently enrolled yeah. at. Yeah. That was, like, real basic, but mm-hmm. – uh, I don't know about grad transfers now. I assume if somebody transfers once and doesn't have to sit out, I don't think they can leave again. Can they? They, they can't without having to sit yeah, out. Yeah, that makes um, sense. That would have been a little yes. called for. They can just bounce around 100 times. Yeah, you can go play at four different schools. You can, you can start at, for instance, a D3 school. You make the jump up to, say, like a Horizon League school. I was going to say Fresno State. And and then you're in like the uh, like the Mountain West. Fresno State. And then you're in the Pac-12 <laughs> four years later. Yep. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I'm I hoping for the best, but I just see more bad out of this than good. This, I think it really hurts the mid-major programs. Absolutely. Their best player is going to, all right, I'm going to yeah, go play at Kentucky no more this Steph year. Steph Curry's. No, that rip it up of in NCAA tournament comeback. Steph Curry and Davidson, their best player from this past year, went to Kentucky. Yep. Just said, I'm gonna put my name in the portal. Who did I see today? Um, somebody grabbed UConn's big guy. UConn's big guy. Yep, I don't remember who it was. Yeah, another good program. I'm like, oh great. And that's Georgetown's big guy who had a great year. Just committed to Maryland. Georgetown lost two guys to Maryland. Yeah. Oh. And Maryland guys. grabbed a Rhode Island guy too. Maryland. Yeah, fats. Maryland fats all of a sudden if. Both their two top scorers return. They could be top ten. Yeah, they'll be really good next year. I think even regardless. And Turgeon's staying because Porter Mosier is the new coach in Oklahoma. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what he does there. Long Kruger played such a fun style out there, scoring a bunch of points. Porter Moser likes to slow things down, grind it out, kind of. Uh, I mean, good for him because it was probably time to take the next yep. step. His Loyola teams aren't going to be nearly as good. No. Um, so, hey, might as well try if it doesn't work you can always come back down a level um Denzel Valentine's brother was hired uh, to be their head coach uh Drew Valentine I saw Drew Valentine that didn't click yeah. um he he's the guy he looks just like Denzel that was a grad assistant at Michigan State when Denzel okay. was there he'd been on Loyola staff the past four years so. speaking of Michigan State their head assistant Dane Fife 
going back home to Bloomington. He's going to be an IU staff with Mike Woodson. Yeah, uh, they're keeping up the theme of hiring um, IU family. IU the, the, night, the Knight family. It's not even IU yeah. family. It's the Knight guys. It's yeah. you know, there's rumors out there that they're looking at Calbert Chaney, who's their all-time leading scorer. He's a currently assistant with the Pacers. Michael Lewis, who's an assistant with UCLA. We'll see. It could backfire tremendously. Yeah, I mean, I know their their fan base is loving it, and especially their old school fan base, and it could backfire. But if it goes well, then uh, then I mean, good for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a it, it's got pros and cons doing yep. it this way. But uh, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I see the hiring a coach sometimes that's been at your school previously, like as an assistant coach. But I don't know if I've ever seen a staff try to build themselves solely around ex-players or, or like the family yeah. I, I don't what I mean, happens if you fire those guys that's the big question uh we have a couple uh comments here on the isc sports network uh tanning j man show um ray davis is watching from austin texas he says i transferred from a d3 to a d3 and had to sit a year my roommate transferred from a d1 and only had to sit out half a year yeah that doesn't that's not right no, I agree. Uh, Thaddeus Mooney, old Thad, said, it kills a coach being a coach. If a player doesn't think he gets his um, – has a freshman, they leave and never develop under a coach that picked that player for a reason to mold them. Uh, if Carson, which I assume he mm-hmm. meant Carson Edwards, uh, bounced after his freshman year, where would he have ended up? Yeah. I mean, now nowadays with those rules, he could have went back home to any of the Texas programs. Right. Um, but that, that it is going to impact fan bases too, like – Illinois, for instance, and even Purdue, we, we get accustomed to watching these guys grow and develop over three or four right. years, and it's fun. Now I think more schools are going to turn into the one or two and duns like Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, right. where you don't really get to see guys develop, and uh, like you have to learn a whole new roster year in, year out. Uh, Brad Underwood, Illinois coach, had an end-of-year press conference today, and he said he much prefers recruiting freshmen and developing them, and I'm sure Matt Painter's the exact same way. Absolutely, and uh, Illinois got hit. With the transfer bug, I mean, Adam Miller. Right. What he, the heck? He started every single game on a team that finished second in the AP poll, um, and he bounced because his mommy um, was pretty upset, it sounds like, because uh, I guess there's so much stuff out there now that um, the Millers didn't get as many tickets as Io DeSumo's family did for the Loyola game. I guess Underwood had to keep Adam Miller's mom quiet the whole year uh, because he didn't want it to ruin their the culture and all of that. And She was causing so many problems. Good riddance. Go have fun in Arizona or wherever you end up. Reminds at. me of a uh, guy who left Purdue last year. His mother was co- causing problems. No gel? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And he didn't even end up playing anywhere this year. Yeah. Uh, Good riddance. We don't need those. Yeah, I was just gonna ask where he where he might end up. I haven't heard a single thing. I'm sure he'll be. He started every game for a top five team in the country. It's like, what else do you want? I'm sure he'll be very highly. Oh, I would. I would think so. They did get a transfer from Florida. Florida, who uh, is best known for (laughs) throwing two bows and getting kicked out of a game. So, but uh, great shot blocker. He's good insurance if Kofi ends up leaving. Indiana's got a good handful of their guys back. Yeah, they needed them. Trace Jackson Davis is back. Um, Christian Lander's back. Geronimo's back. I would suspect Reese Thompson and, and, and Armand Franklin probably within the next few days will probably be back. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Mike Woodson doing what he absolutely had to do. Yeah, uh, right that, that was priority. There. I mean, you got to get those guys back. So mm-hmm. be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And uh, fingers crossed for this transfer portal situation. But I, I don't know. Like like Ray Davis said, I mean, he transferred from D three to D three and. His roommate goes to D1 and doesn't have to sit out. Yep. I just – there's so many problems like that. that 
that they need to um, address. There's, there's no consistency with it. Even when you still had to sit out a year, but they were allowing guys to uh, or try to get yeah. a waiver to play right away. Yeah, even that. There was no inconsistency or no consistency with that. Either. Yeah, the worst was that Illinois football kid. That oh, was awful. yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. He, he was like 10 miles from where he needed to be in order to come or play right away because he wasn't close enough to his grandpa who was dying. Yet you see Mark Smith. It's a different sport, obviously, but basketball. Mark Smith uh, got a waiver to play right away at Missouri. Yeah, so do guys like Tate Martell. Right, who's not even good. Just because he's, Justin Fields, just because yeah, it's Ohio yeah, State. You're 100% correct. It is who you are, what it's brand, what exactly can you do for the what brand. what school you're going to as well. So. Any, any more thoughts on the uh, transfer portal or the mm-hmm. hoops game tonight or any of them from this past weekend? I think Gonzaga gets it done. That's I did too. I say. Um, let's go. I'll go Zags 75 66. Hmm. I think it'll be a little higher scoring yeah. than that. 82 77. All right. Zags. Go Baylor, though. I'm rooting for Baylor because <laughs> I can win a lot of money in a pool I'm in. Pool. Pool I'm in, not a pool. Pool. So. Either way, I'm going to win some money for Baylor doing pretty good. It's nice enough to jump in a pool or a lake. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a hand-crafted cocktail, The Damn Landing, sponsor of the Tan and J-Man Show, is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend, and it features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I'm sure that beer garden was uh, sufficiently uh, occupied. Oh, I guarantee it was. Today, now that they're open on Mondays, you get a large one-topping pizza for 10 bucks. Can't Mondays. beat that deal. I took advantage of that last week. Got Good to take stuff. advantage of it next week. Good stuff. And the Tan and J-Man Show is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour-quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like you and myself, J-Man. Tanner hit the links this week. I did. I'll, I'll get to that here in a minute. It's built on 25 <laughs> years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find them and more details about them at circle15golf.com. I did make my debut out on the course this weekend. It went terribly. I played awful Saturday. I played even worse yesterday. But my hand was comfortable the whole time. I never felt like the club was going to go flying out of my hand because I had the most comfortable and durable glove on the market. I also had a heck of a divot repair tool. So my glove game and my divot repair game was spot on, top spot notch. On. The rest will come. Um, bold prediction here. I will shoot my career low sometime this year with the Genesis Club. With the Genesis Club? Yep. Well, it is kind of interesting because Thursday it was 30 degrees with a wind chill at 12. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to golf Saturday. Yeah, Saturday Such and Sunday. Life. So uh, it's just, you know, every year you got to knock the rust off. But uh, through two rounds, I have so much rust, you're going to have to knock it off with a sledgehammer. <laughs> a lot. Quite a bit. But still yep. a good time to get out there and enjoy the weather and and uh, get the muscles going again that I hadn't used in a while. It's a lot of walking. I, I decided to walk and hadn't walked that far in long times, probably yep. since October. So a little yep. out of shape, but, but we'll get there. MLB season has begun. It has begun. 
one of my favorite times of year. It gets warmer out, baseball <laughs> starts. I have not really watched a whole lot. Uh, you know, I'm a big Cubs fan, and I like to do my Cubs report. I've watched maybe three innings um, so far. I've been busy. But Cubs are 2-1. and one. They did what they needed to do against the Pirates, and that was when at least two out of three. You said they were going to sweep, and the fact that they didn't is blame on, it on you. Me. I said blame um, it on me. So Miserable conditions on Thursday. As we said, it was 30 <sighs> degrees. Um, and they did not play very well. I think they walked 11 guys, their pitching staff did. But they bounced back Saturday and Sunday. Uh, got some really good pitching from Jake Arrieta. Good to see him it's like back. like he never left. It was like he never left. Six innings, one run. Um, pitched really well. And then Zach Davies yesterday pitched great in his Cubs debut as well. Craig Kimbrell's been sensational so far. He's thrown two innings and he struck out five without allowing a base runner. He is key to their success yeah, this year. It's kind of like the Happy Gilmore uh Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh, it's like the Cubs <laughs> yeah. got a closer again. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Kimbrell was really good at the end of the year last year, and so far it looks like it's carried over. He has a, he had a bad spring. Uh, but once those juices get flowing out, there's fans back in the stands. Uh, Cubs are having over 10,000 people. I think it's 10,320 or so. Um, it makes a difference. In that 40,000-seat stadium, um, it really makes a difference, even just to have 10,000. Do you think we'll see that increase as the season goes on? I think so. Just as more people get vaccinated and vaccinated, I think by – I'm hoping anyway. One of my bold predictions was yeah, by break, um, the right? All-Star break, we'd have full uh, stadiums. Uh, I don't know if that will be everywhere. Of course, the Texas Rangers had 40,000 people in their stadium today, and none of them were wearing now, masks. Now, wasn't that just for today? I thought I read after today they're going to – they can have full as long as they're six feet apart. So that's got to obviously shrink capacity because you can't do right. that. But why would they do it I th- today? I, I thought they, I might have misread that, but I thought it was today only because they passed something. Um, I could be wrong. Not find anything. I don't see anything. I, swear, I, I read that somewhere last week, but it could have been. I, I mean, I believe you, credited. but man, yeah. to have that many people and none of them were wearing masks. Yeah. Quit being idiots. I mean, for the love of God, this is why this lasts so long anyway. Texas is going to Texas, though. Just well, say that. You say Florida's going to Florida, too. Florida's going to Florida. I mean, they know? could have full bar parks if they chose to. Yeah, I'm I mean, glad they aren't choosing I mean, in a to, couple of weeks, the UFC's running an indoor event, and it's sold out in less than five minutes, 14,000-plus mm-hmm. indoors. Which cool. Dana White, we always knew how all the promoters and stuff. Right. He was going to be the first one to make a move. Yeah. And depending on how that goes, we could see others. Yep, and we wonder why we're not past this yet. I don't have much on the Yankees, man. I watched a little bit of their opening day. Uh, extra innings lost to the Blue Jays. Yeah. They got beaten in the series by the Blue Jays. First win the Blue Jays have had at New York in quite some time. Blue Jays are a pretty good team. Yeah, uh, Yankees batches aren't coming through right now. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, it's oh, old. yeah. It, it's funny the overreactions on Twitter by baseball fans oh. three or four games into a season. It's hilarious. You would have thought the world was ending on Thursday when the Cubs lost to the Pirates. There's 161 games left. Got to be one of those years, huh, well, Cubs? <laughs> I did that to be funny. Um, yeah. You know how you were saying during Purdue season, basketball season, that you just it, you weren't yeah, winged? No. I've, I've struggled so far. Maybe it's just oh, it's early, man. Maybe it's, it's just because of lack of um, – gonna You'll get there lack of i don't have any sort of expectations yeah. at all um but i'm sure it'll get there once i get to actually watch now, it at least I, you got some fans that yes that it helps because that hearing that white noise yeah, in the background last year. last year and having yeah. people scream at just ten thousand yeah people i mean it makes a big difference yeah i was watching a little bit of the rocky dodger game because it was right after the yankee game the other day and they had twenty one thousand. i'm like 
That sounds really loud. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. A um, few other baseball notes. We had a little uh, kerfuffle there in uh, Cincinnati. Nick Cassianos had the gall to hit a homer against the Cardinals. So what do the Cardinals do like they always do? They throw at him, up and in, hits him in the shoulder. Uh, Cassianos comes around to score. He slides in um, head first into home. He scores, and he kind of does a whole let's go right in the pitcher's let's face. Let's and go. Who hit him? Yeah. For one. Yep. That's all I did. He was walking away. Yachty comes up, grabs his yeah, him by yeah. the back of the neck. No brawl would have happened had Yachty not come up and grabbed him by the back of the neck. Um, who gets suspended? Nick Castellanos is the one that gets two-game suspension. Yachty doesn't get suspended. He gets fined a little bit. Um, why Yachty Molina is held into this higher standard than everyone else is insane. Nick Castellanos got more games suspended not even touching anyone than Yachty did pushing an umpire uh, two years ago. It's absolutely freaking pathetic. That Cardinals organization is the most pompous, self-righteous organization in all of sports. Um, They're like mobsters. They just take matters into their own hands, throwing at guys if they don't like a reaction by a player. It's pathetic. They've been doing it for 20-plus years, and it is exhausting to watch. Um, And for some reason, Rob Manfred doesn't do a single freaking thing. Um, make an example out of them. Quit being a panty waste like you've been since for three years now. It's a really bad look for the league when they do stuff like yes. this. Yes. And then when other stuff happens like this, you better rule, be be consistent in your yeah, rulings. They are. And they won't be. And Yadier is the definition of a guy, I would say, in sports. That if, if you're a fan of the team or you're a player or you're his teammate, you love the guy, but everybody else hates him. Can't stand him, and there's good reason why. We hate them. I mean, because honestly, though, ask a Cardinal fan. They love them. You know, you know what I'm saying? Cardinals fans are idiots. <laughs> they are the dumbest group collection of people in the United States of America. I, I know That some, is Cardinals fans. I know right some there. nice Cardinal fans. So I know not, some nice Cardinals I'm fans, too, but that. I'm lumping them in there because their <laughs> team is so insufferable. I have no problem. I know that. you don't. I'm glad you just go. Go off on your, on your, on your, Gosh. On your, on your ramp. So self-righteous. But but Yachty can throw a bat in celebration yeah. and just expect it to be okay. Somebody needs to put a put a ball right in his ribs. I'm not. I don't even advocate throwing at guys. But Yachty's the one that deserves to get thrown at. No problem with saying it. Come at me. I got a lot of good sound bites to take out of this. Come this at episode, me. So thank you. I like this uh, J Man coming with the I'm Friday <sighs> attitude today. I'm fired up today. Fired up like it's that, a Friday. That really made me so mad when I saw yeah, Cassianos. Oh well, you defended the Reds. You never defend I the Reds. I hate the Reds. So, I mean, that even. It takes a lot for me to say something nice about the Reds. Now, I will say it has a lot to do with Nick, it being yeah. Nick Castellanos, former Cub, yep. um, who I enjoyed thoroughly when he was with the Cubs two years ago. Um, but, yeah, it takes a lot for me to say any yes, good words or defend the Reds at all. Um, so if any Reds fans are listening, don't think it's going to happen again. <laughs> Tonight's a one-time only. To say a few of them might blow up your phone. Yeah. A couple, three. One-time thing. <laughs> One-time thing. Um, yeah, uh, I did watch a little bit of the White Sox-Angels game. Shohei Otani sure fun to watch. Oh, man. He's throwing 101 mile an hour and hitting a ball 430 feet. I mean, that's must-see. If, 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 if I'm yeah. going to an Angel game, I'm making sure I know when he's pitching. Absolutely. I'm getting a ticket to go to that game. Absolutely. And you get to watch Mike Trout, too, who still never that gets helps. talked about enough. 
I did get the pleasure of seeing mm-hmm. Shohei Otani play. He didn't pitch because he was still coming back from his arm thing. But he had a homer. Mm-hmm. The game I was at, that was pretty cool. And, of course, seeing Mike Trout was cool. But, yeah, you guys must see TV. Is that the last baseball game you've been to in person? No. No, it's Cubs Pirates that August. Oh, okay. Got on TV. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember. I got that. I when, have that saved on my computer somewhere. Yeah, when the, uh, when the Cubs decided to blow a late I'll have to inning bring, Bring that Just up looking at that display. yesterday, actually. I'll have to bring that up as a display one week on the on, on the show here <laughs> yeah. for all the viewers on the ISC yeah. Sports Network to see. White Sox kind of got off to a little sluggish start. They're 3-1. Yes. and one. La Russa looks weird in a White Sox uniform. Yeah, he does. Um, he looks so weird. Um, their bullpen is kind of imploded. They're playing real bad defense. Um, yeah. It's early. Again, oh, yeah. people shouldn't freak out. They're 1-3, and three, but... Yeah, don't now, freak Tiger out. fans, you probably can freak out. Your team lost fifteen to one today. Yeah, but they're two and two, <laughs> winning the division. Yeah, that's probably a lot better than they thought they'd be <laughs> right now. They came in two and one. Yeah. Uh, the biggest probably surprise was uh, the Phillies sweeping the Braves. Yeah. Early because most a lot of people had Braves winning that division again early, but start three games back after three days. Don't is you not have the great. Braves in the World Series? Dodgers. Oh, in the World Series. Oh, why did I think he had the Braves? No, yeah. no, I don't know. It's tough to get swept in a four-game series by a division rival as well, like the Oakland A's did to the Houston Astros. Yep. But baseball's underway. Yep. We'll have plenty of it Mm -hmm. to talk about from now through October. That's for sure. So, well, you want to get educated? Let's hear it. We'll learn about sporting events that have happened on uh, April 5th throughout the history of time. I have not looked at this list at all. So... Uh, well, this isn't good. Uh, on this day in 1925, the Yankees uh, whipped the Dodgers in exhibition 16 to nine, but Babe Ruth collapsed yeah. due to an ulcer. I've heard those are painful. Yeah. Ray Davis just shared a face or a, a picture on our um, comment on our Facebook, and it's of Texas Rangers uh, full capacity where. Very few people are wearing masks. Yeah, and that so, is uh, jam-packed. Go follow ISC Sports Network on uh, Facebook, by the way, and Twitter mm-hmm. as well. And you can watch us live every single Monday night as well as on TV um, and on uh, their free ISC Sports Network app. On this day, 1934, Babe Ruth, once again, he agreed to do three 15-minute broadcasts a week over NBC for a fee of $39,000 for 13 weeks. That was $4,000 more than his New York Yankees playing contract. Big money. He knew how to. He knew knew how to work <laughs> it from a business. On this day, uh, nineteen fifty nine, the twenty third U.S. Masters tournament was held at Augusta National Golf Course. Who won? What year was that? Nineteen fifty nine. Nineteen fifty nine. Sam Snead. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, Art Wall Jr. won oh, by one man. stroke so close over uh, Kerry Middlecoff for his only PGA Tour major victory. Man, I was so close to guessing. On this day in 1967, 70s, Philadelphia 76er Wilt Chamberlain set an Pretty NBA good. record of 41 rebounds in a game. It's wow. a lot of boards. On this day in 1973, the NFL adopted jersey the jersey numbering system. Like quarterbacks can only wear one through 19. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they might allow running backs and cornerbacks to wear single digits. Wide receivers too. Wide receivers as well? Yeah. Or um, single digits. And there was an interesting photo that popped up. Reggie Bush, when he came out of USC, of course, he wore number five at USC. He was wearing that in minicamp as a saint in practice was five. And huh. then his number would end up being 25. 25 but yeah. it was it was interesting to see that image pop up there. I don't know why they have to have such 
meaningless parameters. No, I'm right there with you. I want to say 1981, the Philadelphia Flyers amassed a record of 2,621 penalty minutes. That's why they're the Broad, broad Street Bullies. I want to say 1983, uh, New York Met Tom Seaver set a record of his 14th NL opening day assignment. On this day, 1984, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar broke Will Chamberlain's all-time scoring record of 31,419 points. He still has it, right? Carl Malone. Really? I thought he got past Jabbar. I don't know. Uh, now, now, see, now I, I say that all <laughs> confident, and then I, I second-guess myself. I think myself. he's second. Is he second? On this day, 1990, John Stockton reached the 1,000 assist mark for the NBA record three years in a row. Hmm. Carl Malone is second. LeBron James will be passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar here. I don't know how many points he scores in the season, but he's only 3,000 behind Abdul-Jabbar. On this day, 1993, the 55th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship was held. Who won? What year was that? 93. 93. That's got to be a Duke, Arkansas, UNLV, uh, Kentucky. You're going to kick yourself. Uh, 93, 93, 93. Sorry, out. Carolina. Carolina over Michigan, the Weber game. Oh. Time out. Do you know Carmelo's 11th all-time in scoring? Could not have told you that. He'll be top 10 here next year if he plays another year. On this day in 2004, the 66th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship was held. Who won? 2004. 2004. That was that was Duke over Georgia Tech. UConn over Georgia UConn Tech. UConn over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech beat Duke, I believe. I think you might be right. On this day in 2010, the 72nd NCAA Men's Basketball Championship was held. Who won in 2010? 2010. That would have... Carolina won in 09. Oh, 2010 was Duke over Butler. Yep. Yep. And that's going to do it for this week's On This Day, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Proforma Print House. Uh, let me bring the read up here. <laughs> If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving them, the, giving them a call at 574-210-3815. You know why uh, the podcasts around this time, some of the podcasts we do are some of my favorites? Because of golf? Golf, yes, but also in the Masters, mock draft season. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, I have my second mock draft. Sorry sorry for not uh, obeying your setup there. (laughs) I got my second mock draft, which I had to edit within the last hour due to a trade today. The Carolina Panthers acquired quarterback Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. I originally had... um, the Panthers taking a quarterback at eight, so that screwed up my picks, so I had to go back and redo it. But here we go. Number one pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. No change at all for my first mock draft. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. Urban Meyer says they're going to take Lawrence. I love that he's been so open about that. I don't know why the number one pick doesn't do yeah. that more often. Yeah. If you know who you're going to take, what's the point of not just saying, yeah, this is the direction yeah. we're going? I don't know. It's a good question. Number two, I think that became cemented today. New York Jets taking quarterback Zach Wilson from Brigham mm-hmm. Young University. Yeah. Number three has been switched since my first mock draft. It was Miami Dolphins picking third. They made a trade to the with the San Francisco 49ers. So the Niners are picking third. 
This could be a big smokescreen, but right now I'm buying into it. I have them taking Mac Jones, Mac Jones? quarterback yeah. from Alabama. Could be a huge smokescreen for a different quarterback, but I'm believing hmm. I'm believing in the smoke right now. That might change my I believe it too. Three. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. I have a change from my first mock draft of this one. I had them taking Justin Fields, quarterback, hmm. my first one. I have them taking Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Oh. I know, I know you'd hate that's that. A, but that's a dagger to my heart. I have them going away from quarterback. I mean, they could easily go quarterback, and then that, you know, spells writing on the wall for Matt Ryan. But uh, I'm going a different direction in my mock this time, switching it up a little bit. Once again, that could change big time by mock number three, which will come out the week of the draft here in a few weeks. Number five for the Satanata Bengals. Uh, same, same uh, pick, same guy I had last time, uh, Pene Sewell. Mm. Offensive lineman from Oregon ran a five, five flat pretty much forty yeah, a for a guy athlete. over three hundred pounds. That's incredible. Number six now belongs to the Miami Dolphins. Your Miami Dolphins. I got him getting the same guy I had on them getting yeah. third last time. Devonta Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. I know you'd rather have Jamar Chase. I don't think they take Smith. I'll be yeah. surprised. I think it'll be Chase or Pitts, which everyone's there. Chase just he he's bigger and he ran a four yeah. three eight. Yeah. And put up insane numbers two years ago. Yep. So, well, Devontae Smith he put, put up, up huge the same numbers, yes. numbers too this just, year. But I'm weary about taking a 170-pound yeah. wide receiver. Yep. Um, and that could change by my, my next mock draft. It better. This is where it starts to get interesting, I think. Number seven, the Detroit Lions. Even though they traded for Jared Goff, I haven't taken Justin Fields, quarterback mm. from Ohio State. I like it. Yeah. Number eight, uh, the Carolina Panthers. I have them taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU. Need to get uh, old Sam Darnold some weapons now. Yep, he's got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, they lost Curtis Samuel to the uh, football team. Yep. Number nine, my Denver Broncos. uh, They could be really willing to take a quarterback here. It might be too good of an opportunity for them to pass up. But I have them passing up because everything they're saying kind of makes me think they've got a lot of confidence in Drew Locke. So we'll see. I got them taking Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Mm, Big up pick. Number 10, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, as they still are called for some reason. I have them taking who I had the Broncos taking in my first mock draft, Patrick Sertan, mm. the second cornerback from Alabama. He's three-fourths of what his dad was. He'll be really good. Yeah. Number 11, the New York football giants. I have them taking Jalen Waddell, wide mm. receiver from Alabama. It's a good receiver class. Oh, it's loaded. Number 11, uh, 12, the Philadelphia Eagles, which it belonged to the – Dolphins for, a, for a, about a second. About a, yeah, a minute. And then they swapped the sixth pick with the uh, Eagles for 12th. Have them getting some offensive lineman help. Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive tackle from USC. The LA Chargers also have them going O-line at 14, offensive tackle from Northwestern. Rashawn Slater. Mm. This is an offensive, heavy, offensive lineman heavy draft. It's the last time Northwestern had a first-round pick. It's a good question. Luis Castillo by the Chargers. They got a good chance to have two of them this year. Mm. Number 14, the Minnesota Vikings. I have three offensive linemen going in a row. Christian Darasol, offensive lineman from Virginia Tech. Somehow this pick did not change from my first mock draft. (laughs) Number 15, New England Patriots. And since then, they did re-sign Cam Newton. But I have them drafting a quarterback, Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. They need a quarterback. I don't know if he'll be there at 15. I don't either. I'm, I'm thinking he might go fourth. Yeah. I, if Mac Jones isn't three, I could see him sliding. Yeah, so. absolutely. 
Number 16, Arizona Cardinals. I think I had this guy going there last time. J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. I think he's rose up the draft boards to be the number two corner in this draft. Number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. Have them taking the hardest guy in this mock draft. Well, hardest guy's name to pronounce in this mock draft. Jeremiah Asowu Korama, I think. A linebacker from Notre Dame. He flies around the field. That's all I can tell you about him. Number 18, your Miami Dolphins. What would you like to see them do here? They need edge rusher. Uh, they need, um, I think they need some safety help as well. Wouldn't be bad to go offensive line again, even yeah. though they do that every year. But I'd go with an edge rusher. I, I'm giving them an edge rusher. Uh, Jalen Phillips from the U. So staying in town there at Miami. Miami's got a couple edge rushers that should go in the first round. The Washington football team, speaking of them, I think that's what their name's going to be from now on. (laughs) I do too. Uh, I got them getting some O-line help. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, offensive lineman from Oklahoma State. The Chicago Bears, they could go in a multitude of directions here at the number 20 spot. Got them getting some offensive line help for uh, Andy Dalton. Um I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Samuel Co- Cosme, O-line from Texas. Indianapolis Colts, uh, last time I think I had them getting some O-line help, but I have them getting an edge rusher, also from the U, Gregory uh, Rousseau. Rousseau. Yeah. Both Phillips and Rousseau, Rousseau uh, had great pro days. Yeah, they both should go in the first round. Number 22 to Tennessee Titans. I got, got them getting some linebacker help from Georgia. Aziz, uh, Adjulari, I believe is how you pronounce it. I thought it. you were going to say Aziz Ansari. Uh, another, one, another tough one to pronounce. But Number 23, the New York Football Jets. I had him taking running back last time, but Caleb Farley had a little surgery not too long ago, cornerback from Virginia Tech. So I have him fallen. I think last time I had him 11th or 12th. Now I have him fallen clear to 23rd. So, But he's still saying he's going to be the best cornerback in the draft. But what else are you going to say? That's right. I'm going to be the fourth or fifth best corner in the draft. Please draft me. 24th, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got to get them getting some offensive line help for Big Ben. Uh, Wyatt Davis, offensive lineman from the Ohio State University. Number 25, Jacksonville Jaguars. I got them getting a safety from TCU, the best safety in the draft, in my opinion. Um, Trevon Morang, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Number 26, Cleveland Browns. I got to get getting some defensive line help uh, from just up the road in Ann Arbor. Quiddy Pay. I like the name. Number 27, Baltimore Ravens. I think they could go in a lot of different directions. They kept trying to get a wide receiver in free agency. They got Sammy Watkins, but I don't think he's what they were looking for. I have them getting Rondell Moore, yeah, wide receiver from Purdue. He falls to the early second round. With 27, 28, 29, all these teams could go wide receiver. So Talk about a great pro day. Yeah. I didn't realize he was only 5'7". He was listed 5'9". But he um, made 5'7", 4.2940 and a 42-inch vertical. Yeah. And he didn't do any bench reps, but he Athlete. pumped out like 25. But he could squat 600 yeah. like 20 times. Uh, New Orleans Saints at 28. I got them getting a wide receiver. They need some wide receiver help for Jameis or, or Tyson Hill. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. At 29, I got the Green Bay Packers. They could definitely go wide receiver. But I have them going with cornerback from Northwestern, Greg Newsom. So we're stud corner on the Big I remember his recruitment well. Uh, <laughs> number 30, the Buffalo Bills. I got him in Jalen Owai, edge rusher from Penn State. Uh, 31st, this is no surprise, got Kansas City getting some offensive yeah. line help. Jalen Mayfield, offensive lineman from Michigan. This is a Big Ten heavy first round. And 32 for the defending Super Bowl champion, Man. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Najee Harris, running that. back, Alabama. Like they need any more weapons. I could have had them or um, 
or uh, running back from Clemson. Um, ETN, Travis yeah, ETN. I could have went either way. But hit me with that um, word association. association real really quick before we hit on the Masters. Yeah, yeah, real. we are running out of time yeah. here. Uh, word association this week is brought to you by, of course, by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Uh, the um, Rhett in the law office of Andrew Akee, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. All right, Word Association, we got the Masters coming up this week, one of the best events in sports. Of course, as a big golf fan, I love Masters Week. So I got a bunch of big-time sporting events. I want you to give me the first thing that pops in your mind. All we'll right. start with the Masters. Uh, Roy McIlroy. Uh, good one. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, World Series. Oh, first name, first one that popped in my head was the Yankees. All right. I hate it. Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. NBA Championship. Lakers. Final four. Gonzaga. College football national championship. Alabama. Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt. Indy 500. Helio Castroneves. Is, Wim- is that a name? Yeah. Okay. Wimbledon. Serena. Uh, the Olympics. Michael Phelps. Good one. Um, Tour de France. Lance. Uh, let's see. Am I forgetting any big? Uh, the World Cup. Not USA. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't even qualified in a few years, have they? Stanley Cup. Avalanche. Yeah. (laughs) Good answer. I saw you thinking like, oh, no. Um, Am I forgetting anything? College World Series. Uh, Nebraska. Yeah, Omaha. Because it's in Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but... uh, it's all I got off the top of my head. I think you covered pretty much all of it. I can't think of anything else. That... I mean, I could, yeah, I could do yeah. more within sports, like the other majors in yeah. golf or, or yeah. tennis, but I just went with the, that was the most good. That was a good list. That was yeah. a good list. We got the Masters, though, this week. Feels like we had the Masters not too long ago because we, we did, did in yeah. November, but this time um, not as many fans as usual, but there's still going to be way more than there was in November, which was just members only and families. Uh, Looking forward to it. It should be a good tournament. A lot of big names, a lot of storylines coming into it. I mean, of course, Jordan Spieth yesterday in the Valero Texas Open gets his first win since the 2017 uh, Open Championship. So Jordan is finally back. We can stop yeah. with uh, his Spieth He's back. played well this year. He has. It was a it was a matter of when, not if, when he was going to get that win. He finally got under his belt. You know, can Justin Thomas get another major under his belt? Can Rory McIlroy finally knock down the door to win the Masters and complete the Grand Slam? This will be the J-Man's bucket prediction of the week. He absolutely will do that this weekend. He's going to miss a cut now. Um, the J-Man's bucket prediction of the week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. He sells insurance in Ohio now, and he has an app. Go check it out. Yeah, Rory's got I mean, He's one of the favorites. I think he's fourth or fifth. He's got to get it done. John Rom, newly father. John Rom, him and his wife just had a baby boy this past week. That would be a heck of a storyline. Bryson DeChambeau. The way the guy hits the golf ball off the tee, he's got to be in contention, you would think. 
but he's got to be able to keep it on the property. That's what he couldn't do in November, and he missed the cut. Um, but that's my pick to win is Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson. I picked him a long time ago before the November one. I'm picking him again. If he can just straighten out his T-ball a little bit, he's definitely going to be in contention. But there's so many guys you could go down the list. For one of my dad's friends, I actually provided my top 40 picks. <laughs> Rory was sixth, I think, on mine. So still up there. Brooks Kepka making his return. He was on, kind of on the shelf with an injury. Supposedly he was going to miss six to nine months. He's back. Um, he did the gift that was Michael Jordan from The Last Dance said, and I took that personally when somebody said he's going to be out six to nine months. Dustin Johnson, defending champion, can't count him out. Um, just looking forward to it. I always loved Masters Week. I love Nance beginning with Hello Friends. I love the little music in the background. He's CBS had quite coverage. a few weeks, hasn't he? He has the best job he in the world. He goes Super Bowl, then he takes a few weeks off. And he does NCAA tournament, now I get to do the Masters. He does. If I could replace anybody in the world for a job, it would be Jim Nance. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money to do it. Too. Absolutely. And they tried to uh, – Jeff Goodman had him on a podcast not too long ago and tried to – because he just re-upped his contract pretty much to be CBS for life. Mm-hmm. And he brought up – you didn't get Romo money, though, did you? And Nance kind of got a little irritated and didn't want to talk about really? the money. He said, I've been treated very well. Oh. So uh, – I thought it was kind of a blow by Goodman to try to get that out of him. Uh, that's Goodman. Speaking of Goodman, he just came out with his preseason top 25 for next year. Purdue fourth. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to throw up. Oh, Ohio State second. Yeah, I just don't think remember they could who he be had in the top yeah. two in the Big Ten. But uh, love Masters Week. Looking forward to it. I got my green Masters hat on. It's Puma. But Circle 15 Golf, just for a limited time only. This is only through the 11th of April. They have a green Masters Circle 15 hat. <laughs> Circle15golf.com. It's a really sharp-looking app. I'm going to have to give myself one. Um, I love Masters Week. Really looking forward to it. and uh, should be fun. Francisco Lindor has hit 138 homers in his first six Major League Baseball seasons, which is third most by a shortstop through their first six seasons in Major League Baseball history. Who are the other two to have hit more? Or who are the two? Alex Rodriguez. That is one. So I at least got a par. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I thought you had a pretty I'm good really chance at a par. I'm really happy. I'm, I'm glad I remembered he played shortstop. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I I just cannot think of power. 138, you said, for six years? Yep. I can't think of a lot of power hitting shortstop. Um, A-Rod had 148, and this guy had 183. Oh, my gosh. I cannot think of a lot of power hitting shortstops. That's the first guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, there's one Hall of Fame shortstop that's come to my mind. He wasn't a power hitter at all. So, um, wow. In our lifetime? No. Crap. Um, I'm still thinking. Just, I, I, I know we don't. We're not out of time yet. Yeah, about a minute. I know. <laughs> Jeopardy music playing in the background. Speaking <laughs> um, of Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, be yeah. Um. The only guy worse quarterback-wise that he hosts is Jay Cutler. <laughs> um, I keep Tlaib hosting would be like much-watched TV. That'd be awesome. Um, uh, I, I can't. I, I, I throw can't. out a shortstop. Ozzie Smith. And I know that's not him. Give yourself a par. I was going to say, there's no way. He there's hit like no 168 for his career, if that. No. He, he hit like 98? Maybe 40. 40. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I told you. I just couldn't think of. Ernie Banks. Oh my God! Never even, never even entered my mind. Ozzy Smith hit twenty-eight homers in his career. 
At least he threw out a Hall of Fame shortstop. Well, that was the one right away. I'm like, no, he didn't hit it up. But <laughs> I, I only want to come to my mind. I got a par. I'm happy with yeah. that. Happy with that. Still three-stroke lead on me. I feel pretty safe with that. Three-shot lead. Three-guess lead. Whatever you want to use. So. Wrap us up, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Have a great week, everybody. A warm week. Have a good time watching the Masters there, T-Dog. We'll be will. back at it next Monday on the Tan and J-Man show. Have a great week, fellas and gals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See you next week.